So today's Nordic future maker is Lasse Mel... I never ask people how to pronounce their names. Lasse Melgård. It's Lasse Melgård okay. in Danish. <laughs> Let's try that again. So today's Nordic future maker is Lasse Melgård. I'm, I'm here with him. He's managing director of Dry Digital, but I know him as the man kind of behind numerous data and digital software platforms. And today, his latest venture is um, disrupting the world of car washing by matching up kind of AI and sustainability and, and all of those things. So we're going to have a talk. Um, the focus, as usual, will be on change and innovation, because Lassa has been and still is involved in, in lots of different things. So... So Lasse, you're, you're based in Copenhagen. I'm hoping we can kind of spend the next 20-30 minutes talking about innovation and developing and running your own digital company. And we also need to talk about Instagram hot dogs. Of course, too. sure. Looking so forward to it. We'll get to those later. So let's kick off. Let's um, tell, tell us about yourself. What, what are you doing at the moment? Yeah, well, um, so as you said, I'm, I'm very much involved in, you know, like, Uh, digital product management and product development Um, always trying to identify new uh, venues where you can uh, kind of push the limits for uh, for what's possible but of course not for the sake of pushing the limits but in a a meaningful way that actually uh, that actually makes sense for 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 my customers so um, as you briefly introduced uh, at the moment we, um, my my partner and I had uh, had this crazy idea, um, starting with uh, with with car washing, which is something that everybody is doing. But um, when you identify a market that that haven't really changed in the last 20, 30 years, that's always a, a good opportunity, especially a market as, as, as large as this. Uh, there are about a billion car washes made in, uh, in Europe every year. Um, and, uh, and to think that nobody has really taken a good look at this and say, how can we, how can we make a modern take on, on this um, for, for a number of reasons? Uh, one being, of course, the uh, ever-increasing and very important focus on uh, environmental responsibility um, car washing can be really messy especially if you're doing it yourself uh, if you are out with your garden hose you will typically spend around 200 liters of, of water uh, drinking water washing your car and uh, you'll be using a lot of soap and the car will usually have you know like a lot of oil and asphalt attached to it and and all that just uh, goes uh, well, literally down the drain, and uh, unfortunately into the into the ground, um, which is not a very uh, not a very sustainable way, especially when we have these very very um, large quantities uh, of car washes being made. So we try and see, okay, if we if we are to do something clever about this we really wanted to like hit uh, three main points one is that it should be substantially more environmentally friendly than it is today it should be more convenient than what it is currently people are extremely pressed for time at the moment uh, and washing your car is not how you want to spend your weekend you hopefully have something better to do with your time 
so that's number two that is convenient. And the third one is that we don't want this to compromise quality. Actually, we want to raise quality. Um, so that's like the three main uh, pain points that we saw today that we tried to solve. And we knew right away that um, if we want to do this uh, the right way, first of all, it needs to be mobile. We need to come where you are. You shouldn't have to, to drive and, and queue up and you know, like waste your time while, while we're cleaning your car. Um, you should be able to be productive, like uh, you know, be at work, having meetings, stuff like that. So we needed, we needed to make this, uh, this mobile um, service, which of course presented a lot of uh, challenges. The one main challenge being that if we are going to drive to you, obviously there are costs involved in this. Um, and so we needed to keep the organization extremely lean. Uh, we can't have like 10 people managing how our cars are driving around. Uh, and we need the cars that we have on the road to spend their time as efficiently as possible. So, um, so we knew from the start that this would need to require a lot of digital innovation on how we tackle this challenge, um, especially around uh, planning and routing and, and making sure that, that we, we are, we get to the people on time and that we don't waste our, our driver's uh, time, you know, driving from one end of the city to the other if, if they could have been driving to the neighbor. Um, so that's really, that, that's what I'm doing uh, right now, where my, my, my main focus is. I have, of course, always side projects here and there when something interesting pops up. But uh, I would say that right now, especially where the company is uh, in a very uh, growth phase, uh, this is where I, I spent uh, all my time. Okay, so, so it's not just how you get an appointment and get a driver to that appointment. It's about optimizing the driver's day, yeah. optimizing the, diff the different people and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's, of course, the price of our service is, of course, also important. People, people don't want to pay an exorbitant amount for having their car cleaned, even though it's, it's, it, I, I guess this falls into the nice-to-have category for many people. Um, so... So to keep the costs low, we would of course have to have as little overhead as possible at our main office. Um, and we also need, but to be a, a sustainable business, you also have to have the people who are driving around. They need to be able to make a good salary. And they are only making money when they're working with the cars. They're not making money driving from one car to the next. Um, we can't charge people for that. Nobody would... Would, would want to pay for, for, you know, like driving times because we are not efficient in how we schedule our, our routes. So, um, so one thing that we wanted to tackle right off the bat was how can we automate this completely? Um, you always have some edge cases that cannot be automated, but we, uh, we, we quickly wanted to, uh, to solve this using uh, some deep learning algorithms. Now, you could solve this Let's say that we are cleaning uh, 100 cars a day. So to calculate the most, and let's say that we have 20 cars on the roads, and you, the, the number of combinations that you can take very quickly grows to an extreme amount. And to, if you were to do it still digitally, but you know the old way, you could like query Google Maps or some, some service like that, and just query that 100,000 times a day and then figure out, okay, what's the best route? 
that's not really an option because uh, Google actually does charge you for, for, for doing stuff like this. Um, so it's not a scalable model to have to ask Google each time. So we thought, okay, what can we do with, uh, with deep learning here? And so what we're really doing is that uh, actually when, when we start up in a new city, we actually do start up querying Google, but we then save all the data matrices for how the routes are performed. And we then, on top of this, we have a deep learning algorithm that then looks at this data and what it does is that it says when, when we've been up and running for like 14 days a month, it starts to get confident that it can actually guess or even outguess Google. Right. Um, so our, our main focus here is to, um, is to, to try and have deep learning take over from Google. It doesn't... It, it really doesn't know anything about traffic jams or anything like that, but it does have a, a, a data history. And it keeps getting better because it keeps recording, okay, I estimated that this route would take 20 minutes, but we can actually, using GPS and stuff like that, see that, okay, it took 30 minutes, so it's constantly being, it's constantly improving itself to guess this. Um, now, to calculate this is an extremely complex problem involving a lot of math, um, there is actually a term for it, uh, it's called the traveling salesman with flexible time windows problem. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it can, uh, you, you quickly just run into another obstacle which is that the server costs of crunching these mathematical jobs uh, will also scale in a not very uh, um, very uh, sustainable way. So we've tried to look at how, because deep learning is a buzzword, and, and so we've tried to say, okay, but how can we actually improve how, you know, traditional deep learning with like uh, technologies like Google TensorFlow, how can we improve these to make our algorithms more efficient? Um, we've actually, for, for this uh, problem, we are actually, taking a cue from uh, three-dimensional graphics design. Um, when you have like, and it can be your Disney movie, if you have Frozen where you have snow kicked all around, these are, these are lots of, of small particles that need to be aware of where each other are and if they're influencing each other. Um, and there, there, there are quite a bit of research in that area. Um, and actually our problems can be simplified immensely if we can figure out which kind of, if we have, we need to be at 10 addresses, but if we can find out which addresses are actually relevant to consider for each single car and then not just discard the rest and put them on another car, we can simplify this problem immensely. Um, so I think we have like, you, you could throw a problem like this uh, into a kind of standard Google TensorFlow work, but I think we are actually about 10 to 20 times more efficient because we can, we are better able to, to sort out what is really relevant to let the deep learning algorithms look at and what is not. So we're trying to improve on, on, on how this works. And, and of course, the exciting bit is that, that um, this could have a, a number of uh, fun applications like we were talking about you know baggage handling at airports uh, <laughs> driving around to all the different planes they they are 
they're driving in, in incredible, uh, very, not, not very uh, optimized patterns and are wasting a lot of time. So we have empty baggage carts going towards a plane because the car needs to go home to home base to get to know that it should actually go back to the runway and, and pick up from the plane that it just passed and stuff like that. So, so, um, so there, are, there are a number of applications for this that, that could be made on top of this. So, so our car cleaning business is really just a, a, a fun test case to really develop some interesting technology around uh, deep learning. Did, did you go into it with that thought or is that stuff that you've been thinking about as you've got along and seen well I, I would I, working I would love to say that I that I did um, and I have to of course give give credit to especially my brother who is uh, who's also born on this project who is really the the, the, the mastermind behind all these algorithms um, and uh, no we uh, we didn't anticipate the need for this until they arose so this was uh, this was really a way of thinking how can we tackle these problems um, if we want to be in all of Europe and having thousands of cars driving around um, then you know if you just have five cars driving around you this is not necessary but as you scale you uh, quickly run into problems that are, are that, that needs a bit more advanced solutions to, to tackle. So you take something like a, a real-world problem, which is washing a car, and very quickly it becomes a, a complex maths problem. It does. That then evolves to be something that can apply to lots of different areas. Exactly. Um, I mean, uh, we've, I think we've actually been... It, it's something about... Um, and this is not where I'm... Uh, this is not a project of mine, but I know there's a pro project... Uh, calculating you know like wind resistance on, on wind turbines to make those more efficient uh, this can be applied there as well uh, so it has it has some very very interesting uh, applications uh, but 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 doing this project is, is has been has proven to be a really interesting you know like uh, testing ground um, so so yeah it's, it's, it's always it's, it's fascinating to see how how a technology meant for a very specific, to solve a very specific problem can actually be applied in, in a whole lots of, of different areas. Because one of the questions I, I ask people is, um, what are you curious about now? But I think you've just answered that one yes. in terms of, of how it all works. Yes, because I think, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's very interesting to not just, I think deep learning is of course something to be curious about but not just to use the tools available but i would say what i'm curious really curious about is to uh, if 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 possible take part in like developing and improving these tools because um, as we improve these tools they will be able to be used in more and more areas um, the other part of it is the, the actual technology you use to clean things, which yes. we, we should probably talk about briefly before we move on. To yes, the of next, course, because, because of course, of, of course, the, one of the, the key points that we wanted to, to, to of course solve is how can we make this an, an environment, environmentally sustainable uh, way of cleaning cars. There are tons and tons and tons of fresh water being just wasted on this uh, Toxic chemicals go into the ground. Um, how can we solve this? So we uh, we looked around um, and we are using uh, steam technology instead of 
Well, of course, it starts with water. But the great thing about steam technology is that where if you clean your own car, you need 200 liters of water, depending on your car, of course, and how dirty it is. But, you know, as an average, and uh, we can usually do it in with four to five liters uh, of water, which is, of course, an immense improvement. And that's because the steam, it, it's, it's, of course, pressurized, so it can much more efficiently remove dirt from the car. And then we, uh, the other part is, of course, that we always, you know, have a cloth ready to pick up any, you know, dirt so that stays in the cloth. And then we have a, an, a very environmentally um, friendly way of cleaning these so that the chemicals that go into the cloth are, of course, handled in the proper manner instead of just going into the ground. So it's basically an, an old-fashioned kind of industry, yeah. washing cars but taking a digital approach to it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these two things. You've got the environmentally friendly technology of actually doing the job, and then the AI and the maths and the, the algorithms to kind of, to optimize it and really, really drive it Yes, and, 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 okay. and, 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 and you can't, you, you really couldn't ha have this business any other way, I think, because if you didn't have this extreme optimization done automatically, uh, the price would simply not be viable for most people, and, and then we wouldn't have a business. It's called, you didn't give us the name there. Sorry, it's <laughs> called, if you are in either Denmark or Sweden, it's called Steamrex, and uh, you can, as you might have guessed, actually order this online. So, um, yeah. We'll uh, look you up. <laughs> Before I let you go, there are a few things I want to ask you about change generally. Effectively, who do you follow for inspiration? So I know you're always on, on different digital channels. Yeah. So where do you pick things up from? So, um, so of course, I, um, when we are talking inspiration, almost exclusively Twitter. And what I really do is that I've tried to identify companies that are working with similar technologies. Tesla is a great example who are also working very much with you know, like routing and AI, but then not follow Tesla, but actually trying to identify the people inside Tesla who are working with it and then follow those people. Um, so that's, that's where I get my main source of inspiration, be that Tesla or... I know it, it, it seems like name dropping, but they are really good at attra attra attracting smart people, these large companies. So it's a, it's a, it's a good way to start. And, and they will usually themselves recommend... You know when they are are, um, are when they find someone that they think are interesting, you you they will retweet re retweet them and stuff like that, and then I'll follow along there as well. So um, so that's yeah, that's a really interesting angle. So instead of following the the corporate account or something. It's following the people who are actually designing and yes. making decisions yes. and engineering. And yeah, the, the, the corporate account, they, they mostly just you know, want to sell you something, even though they are getting quite good at, at making it like a friendly conversation. But, but uh, you don't get all the nitty-gritty details. Um, but the people inside the company, if I mean, you, you, a company like Apple is, of course, really interesting, but it's... They seem to be very secretive about what they do, so you don't really get that much out of following them unless you are specifically working with your, you know, like if you're developing an app and stuff like that, they'll be very keen to, you know, like share new, uh, new ideas and innovations in that very specific area, but you don't get this general knowledge as much from, from the companies that are more closed. Um, and then you have like other companies like Tesla who open sources most of their technology. Um, where you can really learn a lot. Um, so, uh, 
so 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 yeah it, it, it's about identifying the right people in uh, and, and and where you find those people i mean it, it can be uh, typically you know if they they do like it can be from ted talks or uh, all that stuff or they uh, they might you know uh, be in some tech channels on youtube uh, and you say oh they sound interesting and then you and usually their Twitter accounts is much more, you know, like detailed than, uh, than, than, you know, the, the more polished, um, um, versions that you get by just following the corporate accounts. Okay. And you've got a thing about, um, hot dogs and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, I, I was a bit late to the Instagram, Instagram game and, um, I thought I, I didn't just want to, you know, have like a lurker profile and, <laughs> Not contributing anything on myself, and, and and at the time when I joined Instagram, you know, like people were really keen on putting up in, images of food, and so I thought, well, um, and I think there were there were this these person who were, you know, like being lucky enough to travel the world, and they put up, you know, all the different kinds of cuisine that they ate. And I thought, well, I always liked hot dogs, so why don't I do just do the same like this? World Traveler Hot Dog Blog. Um, so I put up, uh, every time I visit a new uh, country, I usually try and find a hot dog, if possible. It's not always, and it's not always exactly a hot dog as we know it. But uh, yeah, then I take a picture of that um, in a scenic place, if possible, and post that. And uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, it's, um, it's not something that I'm considering doing full time, but uh, it's definitely, uh, it always gives you uh, fun adventures. Like when we went to, to Mont Blanc and I thought I, I wanted to have a picture of a hot dog up there. And <laughs> of course they don't sell hot dogs at the top of Mont Blanc. So I had to like bring the ingredients uh, up there. And, and, and so when I was supposed to make it, uh, the, um, you, so you, you, very quickly go from from you know like sea level to like four thousand meters. So um, when I, I I I needed to you know like of course apply the the mustard. When I opened the mustard, it exploded in my face because of the pressure <laughs> difference. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, some of the fun <laughs> adventures that you can experience with that with that traveling hot dog blog. So you've got a mix of deep learning and algorithms and saving the world, and at the same time you've got sausages and travel blogs yes and exactly it's a, it's a rewarding uh, hobby <laughs> perfect well i think that's probably all we've got time time for so it's been great catching up with you again you too um, i love hearing how you're thinking about the world and hearing where you think things are going i really think Lass is a great example of of a nordic future maker which is exactly what what this is all about so i'm hoping to meet more people and talk to more people like Lasse in coming weeks I hope you've enjoyed this, the Nordic Future Makers podcast, and I hope you'll listen again in the future.